Welcome to the weekly podcast of the Loft Church in Amarillo, Texas. Each week, we seek to challenge, encourage, equip, and empower believers to become faithful followers of Jesus Christ through gospel-centered worship. And now, here's the Loft Church's lead pastor, Matt Johnson. Good morning, good morning church. You guys can be seated. Man, a good time in worship with you guys. Merry Christmas. Got a couple of things I want to tell you before I go into this little talk with you. One of them is when we started our service, it was Isaiah that was reading the story, and he was really reading Luke chapter 2. And every year as we do our Christmas service, I encourage and challenge and hope and pray that our church will follow suit and read Luke chapter 2 to your family before you open your gifts and do your things. And my family will usually do it twice. We'll do it tonight, and we'll do it tomorrow morning as well. It's a way of, of redirecting our, our eyes and our heart, reminding us of what this is really about, not about candy and toys. It's always about Jesus. And as commercialized as it is, sometimes it's hard to make it about what it should be, and we shouldn't let that fall. Now, the other thing is, I, when I walked in today, um, it just felt kind of different. Yesterday was rainy, and it was uh, really nice. I mean, I stayed home all day. I was in my pajamas all day. Watched TV, watched football, played some board games with my family, and just got a day of rest. I didn't know how much I needed it. But when I came in today, and I was just walking through a little talk that I'm about to give you, I started to well up and just fight off tears because I thought, man, in just a few moments, I get to be with my church family. What a blessing it is. In just a few moments after this, I'll be at home with my family as we do our Christmas celebrations. It's a joy and a blessing to get to do the things that we get to do and, and the blessings that are all around us. But I'm also reminded that some people sometimes right now is not the easiest time. And so we must remember there are broken hearts in the room. And the Christmas season is not easy for everyone. And so with that said, at Christmas, I always just like to give you a little nugget to take with you. And so uh, I just want to tell you one little story, and I'll tell you a few words, and we'll go back to worshiping. About 12 years ago, Elisa and I took our boys to, to SeaWorld. Great place. If you haven't been, it's really hot, but uh, it's a great place to go. Shamu, the, the dolphins, all the things, it's fun. But there was one little thing that happened that I'll always remember. In fact, there was a number of things, but one that sticks out today. We were walking along, and the crowds were really intense, really busy. You can just imagine at SeaWorld. And so there was a time where I was reaching down, and I was holding Bentley's hand. Some of you guys have heard this story before. And as I was holding on to Bentley's hand, the crowds would keep getting thicker and it was hard to even move. I felt that little hand of his just squeeze tighter and tighter and tighter. Later on, I would think about that and even give this as a sermon example. And I was just kind of reminded of why he would have done that. You see, when that little hand was gripping mine, he felt like it was all up to him. Like he was holding on for his life. If he was to let go, that something was going to happen. But what he was missing is I was right there. And I would never let him go. And I wasn't going anywhere. You know, church, sometimes I think we do that with the Lord. As we're going through this life and uh, the ups and downs of the seasons, and sometimes we're just holding on with all we got, thinking that we're all by ourselves. When he's always there. In fact... 
He has always been there. I just want to show you that. You see, in Genesis, he was the word of God. In Exodus, Jesus was the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he was the high priest. In Numbers, he was the rock that gave the living water. In Deuteronomy, he was the the prophet that was greater than Moses. In Joshua, he was the commander of the Lord's army. In Judges, he was the ultimate and final judge. In Ruth, oh, in Ruth, he was a kinsman redeemer. See, he has always been there, and he always will be there. In First and Second Samuel, he was the anointed and the giant slayer. In First and Second Kings, he was a king of kings and the Lord of lords. In First Chronicles and Second Chronicles, he was the restorer of the kingdom. You see, he has always been there, and he will always be there. In Ezra, he was the restorer of the temple. In Nehemiah, he was the restorer of the wall. In Esther, he was the protector of his people. In Job, he was the mighty comforter. In Psalms, he was the good shepherd, and he is the good shepherd, and he always has been, and he always will be. In Proverbs, Jesus was wisdom. Ecclesiastes, he was the meaning of life. In Song of Solomon, he was the bridegroom that was going after his bride. In Isaiah, he was the promised Messiah. In Jeremiah, he was the righteous branch. In Lamentations, he was the weeping prophet. And he's always been there, and he will always be there. In Ezekiel, he was the river of life. In Daniel, he was the fourth person in the fiery furnace because he's always there. In Hosea, he was the faithful husband going after the unfaithful bride. And he is so good. In Joel, he was the restorer of everything that the locust had eaten. In Amos, he was the burden bearer. In Obadiah, he is all the one that is mighty to save. In Jonah, he was salvation to all the land. In in Micah, he was the promised Messiah, but the one born in Bethlehem. In Nahum, he was the avenger of the elect. In Habakkuk, he was the reason to rejoice even when the stalls are empty and there's no figs on the tree. In guy, he was the desire of all the nations. In Zephaniah, he was the one who restored his remnant. In Zechariah, he was the cleansing fountain. And in Malachi, he was the righteous son of God. He has always been there and he always will be. In Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we see a little different story because that's when our holy and righteous God would leave the comforts of heaven and would put on flesh and be born of a virgin named Mary because he's always been there and he always will be. He would live 30 years as he would live a perfect life, 100% man, 100% God. At 30, he would begin his ministry. He would heal the sick. The blind could see, the crippled could walk. 
He could feed the masses with the equivalent of a Lunchable. But eventually, the same people that would say, Hosanna would one day say, crucify him. And he got on a cross where they hung him. Where he who knew no sin would know become sin because right where we needed him. Oh man, he was right there. We worship him and we celebrate him. And today we celebrate his birth. We celebrate the fact that he's not a distant God, but he's Emmanuel, God with us. And so, if you walked in today and you're somebody that this season is not easy for you, if there's no cattle in the stalls and no figs on your tree, if there's heartbreak in your heart, if there's tears that come down your face, may we still rejoice because we don't have a distant God that left you all alone. But we had a God that came to be with us, that's with us, God Emmanuel. And we should still rejoice. If you'll stand with me, I wanna pray. Father God, we thank you for your love and your grace. God, you have always been there. In the beginning you were there, in this very moment that you're here. Lord, I pray for the one that's broken that walked in today, that truly is hurting and lost. Lord, may you be the one that gives us strength. May you love us like we've never been loved before. May your goodness be all around us. And through your spirit, may we lift our hands and may we rejoice at how holy and righteous you are. That you would leave the comforts of heaven to come to a mess of who we are and to save us. And may we have the ability to rejoice and that be more than enough. Emmanuel. God, we love and praise your name, your holy name. We pray this in that name, the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, I'm Pastor Matt, and I just want to say thank you for downloading or streaming this message today. I hope that you were challenged, encouraged, equipped, and empowered to be a devoted follower of Christ. If you were, then share it with somebody. It'll make a difference in their life, too. also want to challenge you with this is don't take this message or any message and replace your connection with the local body, the local church. And so connect there, get a pastor there to be underneath, and maybe you need to walk into our church or another church. We'd love to see you. Remember, this whole thing isn't about me and you. It's about a Savior named Jesus. Go make Him famous.